so lonely I'm Mr. Lonely Wish I had someone To call on the phone Check, check So, uh, Sean is currently still on his honeymoon. Um, so tonight uh, is just movie night with John. Um, this is the first time I've ever done this uh, on my own, so I'm kind of, I've kind of been dreading it, putting it off. But I'm going to run through um, like five or six movies that me and Sean didn't get a chance to uh, podcast on because Sean's been crazy busy with his wedding and everything. Um, and then, yeah, now he's on his honeymoon, so... Uh, yeah, I want to go through a few of these. These are some of my favorite movies of the year that we just didn't get to do on the show. Um, Honey Boy, one of my favorite movies of the year. Shia LaBeouf, directorial debut. Little Women, that's Greta Gerwig. She did Lady Bird, fantastic. Uh, Ford vs. Ferrari, Matt Damon, uh, Christian Bale, killer stuff. Last Black Man in San Francisco. Uh, John Talbot, that's his directorial debut, and he also wrote this one, um, very strong, strong to quite strong. Jojo Rabbit, Taika Waititi, uh, comedic timing again is just hilarious. Uh, he did what we do in the shadows, which I loved. Uh, Uncut Gems, the Sadfi brothers, um, incredible stuff. Just build on their tension and anxiety. Um, so Shia LaBeouf, directorial debut. He is also one of the principal actors. He plays the father of a young actor, uh, character named Otis played by Noah Jupe, and then Lucas Hedges also stars as an older version of Otis. Um, this is, the cast is amazing. FKA Twigs uh, shows up in this. She, uh, kind of a romantic interest of this younger Otis character, played by Noah Jupe. Um, man, I loved this movie. And it's essentially Shia LaBeouf telling his story, like his coming of age, his growing up, um, but he plays his own father, and his father is kind of like a recovering addict. He's got all kinds of issues of his own, and he's kind of projecting those onto Otis, uh, who is basically Shia LaBeouf as a child. Um, but man, it, the 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 acting, the performances here are incredible. Shia LaBeouf does this. There's this scene where um, he's basically in a meeting. And he's kind of confessing how hard it's been for him to keep this all together and how his, you know, father was abusive to him. And he's trying his best to, like, raise this, his son uh, while living in recovery. And he's just struggling. And uh, some amazing performances. Lucas Hedges, as always, does great work here. Um, I loved the writing in this movie. I thought cinematically, uh, the, it was really artistic but still very palatable, and that's a hard um, bridge to gap. And I think Shia LaBeouf just did the whole thing so beautifully and uh, painful but beautiful, like poignant throughout. I love this movie. Um, I would give this, man, it's it's right there at four and a half stars. I could I need to see it one more time to really solidify my rating here. That's something I've really been thinking about lately. Is sometimes you have to see a movie that's this good a couple of times to fully weigh its like impact. Um, but having seen this only one time, I'd say I'm at least going four and a half stars, which for me is huge. Uh, Sean usually calls me Stingy John, so 
Um, yeah, I don't go that high that often. I loved this movie. Definitely get out there and go see that one if you can. Now that the awards are happening, this is pre-Oscars. Um, I know some of these movies got nominated in different categories, and they may make another theatrical run. So if you can't see them in theaters, otherwise, definitely stream this one. Super good. One of my favorites of the year. I think that came in at, like, number four for me on my top ten list, which we'll probably talk about with Sean uh, maybe on the next episode. Um, Little Women. Let's talk about Little Women. So Greta Gerwig um, just directs this movie movie so beautifully. Um and the casting is is insane. I'll kind of go through this. Saoirse Ronan, who was in Mary Queen of Scots, she was in Lady Bird. She's incredible in everything I've seen her in. Emma Watson, obviously from like the Harry Potter movies. Florence Pugh, who actually is in one of my other favorite movies of 2019, Midsummer. Uh, she plays the lead there. She's one of the sisters here. Um, Eliza Scanlon, I've seen her somewhere. She plays one of the younger sisters, Beth. Laura Dern is in this, who's always incredible. Timothy Chalamet, who I feel is like a young DiCaprio or something. He's just super talented and, and great in everything he shows up in. He's from Call Me By Your Name, and he was also in Lady Bird. Um, so you get a sense of how deep the cast is. But um, this movie is ba- a, you know, a retelling of the text material, obviously. Um, but I think... Greta Gerwig seems to do her own thing with it. I'm not f- super familiar with the book, so I can't really speak to that. But I do feel like the movie was um, cinematic. Uh, the performances are locked in. Timothy Chalamet uh, does some incredible stuff here opposite Sersha Ronan, and they have this kind of love for each other, but they never fully act on it and you know he when he finally does kind of confess his love to her character it like doesn't necessarily go the way that he wants it to um man some heartbreaking stuff uh in there if you're familiar with the book then i would say definitely see this cuz you probably you might have a general interest in it i would say in outside of people who are fans of the book i would see this personally just because i feel like the material was handled so well and Greta Gerwig just has a way of seeing things and framing things, and her work in Lady Bird is so funny, and this movie, uh, the relationships between the characters, the timing of the dialogue, I thought all was um, super well done. It had a comedic timing, but it also dealt with some real kind of tragic loss stuff, but in a really tasteful way. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend this movie. I think... um, I'd say four stars here. I would need to see it again to go any higher, but I do feel like it's it's a solid four-star um, movie. Definitely worth seeing and seeing again. Um, Laura Dern is amazing in this. She plays the mother of these sisters. This one basically tells the story of the March sisters. Um, they want to... They're all girls, and their mother's a very strong woman. Their father is, like, out in the... Civil War and so he's out serving for the Union and they're at home just being raised by their mother who's a super strong woman and so they all have very big personalities and they ha- they want to live life kind of their own way and they all have their own you know relationships and dynamic with each other um, one of the sisters gets sick and so that kind of tears the family apart as well as um, 
just jealousy between or the relationship, the dynamic between two sisters in particular. They're kind of adversarial. Um, so all this is going on um, and kind of the the gist of the movie there. Uh, and then Timothy Chalamet plays a romantic interest for a couple of the sisters. He's just kind of this boy who's always in their lives. And um, he and his, maybe it's his uncle or his grandfather, they kind of look out for these this family of, of women or whatever while their husband or and dad is kind of uh, off serving in the war. So a lot there. Um, dramatic. Uh, beautiful, gorgeously shot movie, um, and just kind of heartbreaking. Very, very good. I'd say four stars. Definitely go out there, get out there, go see this one if you can, and then uh, stream it if you can't get to the theater. This next movie, Ford versus Ferrari, I loved this one um, for a ton of reasons. I feel like it's action-packed, but it's also um, kind of sweet in, in the relationship between Carol Shelby uh, Matt Damon and Christian Bale's character, who plays um, Kim Miles, who's this race car driver, and basically they're working together to build a car for Ford, the um, the Shelby Cobra, basically to beat Le- uh, Ferrari at Le Mans, which is this 24-hour race in uh, France. And um, man, this one is—I uh, just loved it. I saw it in IMAX. I'm sure that helped. It was loud. It was impactful. The performances were were dialed. I loved seeing Matt Damon and Christian Bale opposite each other. I feel like they both held their own. And um, so Carol Shelby is this race car developer. He was a race car driver himself, but now he has this heart condition he's developed from his adrenaline just and his heart, you know, just pumping so hard during things like uh, Le Mans, which he was the first American to win. So he's basically retired now as a race car driver, but he wants to develop cars to beat Ferrari again at Le Mans. Um, that's kind of the the idea there. And then Ford is interested in getting into the race car business because they think there's something uh, to marketing the car as like this race car, um, you know, enthusiast market there that that Ferrari inter enjoys right now and they kind of want to steal away some of that market share so that's why they get interested in the idea of the race car you know um but yeah performances here are amazing john bernthal shows up he basically plays one of the higher-ups at ford and there's this huge bu- bureaucracy problem at ford and ken miles is kind of just like this soulful race car driver he does not want to deal with any of the the kind of higher-ups at ford and carol shelby's having to do both you know he's a he is a race car driver himself, so he's his best friend is Ken Miles, but at the same time, he does have to entertain all these higher-ups at Ford and do what they say because they're the ones cutting the check to build the car. So there's all this tension, um, and then obviously there's the, there's the tension between the Americans and Ford and the Italians at Ferrari, and at one point they even actually make an offer to buy out Ferrari and Enzo like wants nothing to do with it in the end. He kind of feels disrespected. So there's all this tension and bad blood there. And basically, um, they built the car that did beat Ferrari, which is pretty incredible. Uh, basically, Ferrari in this scenario, they're like David, and this is uh, Goliath. You know, or, or Ford is David, and Ferrari is Goliath. They just win every year at Le Mans. They build the most consistently fast cars, and also they just hold up. They can run for 24 hours without having, you know 
without and and finish the race. A lot of the cars don't even finish the race, you know, because it's so intense. That's how kind of deep this race is, and they build the lore of this race through the whole movie. They kind of uh, show you its scope and how challenging it is to even finish, and let alone win. And the Americans do win, and um, yeah, this one, this one, I really enjoyed. I think I saw this two times, maybe. Um, I would say an easy four stars. Definitely get out there and go see this one. This one, I think, did make my top ten, or maybe just under. Um, got a couple more here. So, Last Black Man in San Francisco. This one. Oh, dude, we still got to talk about Uncut Gems. One of my absolute favorites of the year. So. I'm going to kind of punch through these next couple. Um, Last Black Man in San Francisco. This one was recommended to a friend of mine, or recommended by a friend of mine, and I, I did really enjoy it. This is an Amazon original or an Amazon production or whatever. This one did come to theaters, but I, I just missed it in theaters, so I was streaming it on uh, Prime. And this one follows two best friends, Jimmy and Mont. They're basically, they're just struggling in modern San Francisco. There's... Na- these neighborhoods that used to belong to them and their families, they now belong to, you know, older white couples, and they just got, got priced out of their actual homes and neighborhoods, so they just don't feel like they belong anywhere. And the movie follows them through this, you know, struggle. And uh, Mont is a playwright, and he's kind of working through this, you know, his struggle with gentrification as a playwright and kind of seeing the characters in his neighborhood as characters in his play. So there's that whole ele- this this whole artistic element to the movie which I really really enjoyed. And it's a strange kind of movie, but it definitely did it moved me. It made me feel lots of things in a very powerful way, which I I really um I think that's hard to do uh but not get too heavy with. It was also just still very entertaining. Um this one's definitely a four-star movie. Uh, who, who, the actors and directors here, one second, so Joe Talbot directs this, I don't know that I've seen anything else by him, no, this is his first movie, so super strong showing, he also wrote this movie and directed it, this is his first movie, and easy four stars here, that's definitely saying something, um, the cast, let's talk about the cast, so Jimmy Fails shows up as himself it says as jimmy fills so i'm not sure if that's based on a his actual person or if he's just playing a character's name is the same as his uh jonathan majors is mont this guy was excellent I, their chemistry together jimmy and uh jonathan majors just incredible as jimmy and mont um who else mike epps shows up in this he's really he's solid uh finn whitrock who i've seen a couple of times but i can't think of what else this dude's in off the top of my head? Uh, La La Land. Okay, I saw him in La La Land. Um, yeah, I mean, this cast is strong. They definitely did their thing. Uh, I loved the two principal actors, Jimmy Fails and Jonathan Majors. Their chemistry was undeniable. Um, and this is an important topic, and it was something that I felt like uh, resonated, and it was really well done. And... Basically, Jimmy has this attachment to the house that he grew up in. It was his grandfather's home, and he's been told his whole life that his grandfather built this home in the 40s. It's like the one on the block that this uh, black family owned and had built when all the other ones had been there uh, pre-existing or already been there, you know? And so 
he always has this sense of ownership for the house and when his family gets priced out of this neighborhood he feels like he really doesn't have anywhere to go like he stays with Mont and his family, but it's not really the same as having a home. And to him, this has always been his home. And so he keeps coming back to the house, even when these new older white tenants are at the house, owning the house. He shows up to paint and to take care of the garden and to, you know, tighten up the windowsills. And so the whole time he's maintaining the house and he has this attachment to it and this affinity for it. And um, he has, a you know, there's a relationship there just to home and this person who now feels like they don't have a home anymore. There's this dynamic there. So this one's really strong. Definitely go see it. Four stars for sure. Let me continue. I'm going to do two more here. I'm going to do Jojo Rabbit, and then I'm going to close with Uncut Gems. So Jojo Rabbit, this is good. Taika Waititi, he did um, What We Do in the Shadows, which is this hilarious kind of comedy vampire movie. Loved that. Loved this. Um, this didn't make my top 10, but I did think it was really, really good. Uh, Roman Griffin Davis shows up as Jojo Rabbit. Uh, Thomason McKenzie, I think she might have been in the one of the last Wes Anderson movies. No, she's in Leave No Trace. That's what she's from, which I loved. She's also in The King with Timothy, Timothy Chalamet, who I talked about earlier on Netflix. Um, okay, she's very... She's very good. Taika, Taika Waititi plays Adolf Hitler, which is far out and uh, wild. But, um, yeah, this movie's somehow endearing. It's it's a it's a strange thing. Rebel Wilson plays F- Frau Rom. Sam Rockwell is in this movie. Scarlett Johansson in, in this movie as uh, JoJo's mother. So the casting here is deep. The writing is hilarious. The timing, the beats, it's all its all there. Um, and the performances are endearing. They really do make you sympathize with this young boy as he's kind of coming to terms with the fact that what the information he's been programmed with, it doesn't line up with his actual experience. So basically, um, Thomas and McKenzie plays Elsa, who is this Jewish girl who's been living in uh, JoJo's mother's house's attic, or like kind of upstairs and he didn't have any idea about this and he he starts figuring it out he he meets her for the first time he realizes she's a jew and he wants to learn everything he can about her and he has all these ideas that jews are like you know just these terrible um, like creatures or subhumans and he's realizing she's beautiful she's kind and they have this this isn't all right away they have this uh chemistry and he you know, is is starting to understand that she could be a friend, and then they're developing that friendship, that relationship. And, um, yeah, he just kind of gradually undoes his programming, and he realizes that, uh, you know, all this Nazi bullshit is just, um, you know, it's just nonsense, and it's just hate-filled. And, and so there is a sweetness to the movie. Um, it is really funny, too. Like, if you saw What We Do in the Shadows, it has a similar sense of humor and the timing, um, the accents, and just the the mannerisms of these characters and the way that they deliver these lines. Uh, I feel like Taika Waititi is just such a strong writer, and he directs this as well. I really enjoyed this movie. I'd say easy four stars. Everything is high ratings tonight. These are like, like, like some of my favorite movies of the year that we just didn't get a chance to review. So, Last one, Uncut Gems. This movie is incredible. This is one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, Adam Sandler does his best work in so long. 
uh, I, re- I heard this, read this story online about how uh, Daniel Day-Lewis actually called Sandler to tell him how amazed he was at this performance or how great he thought this performance was. Uh, so Sandler plays this guy named Howard Ratner. And Howard owns a jewelry store in New York City. He's kind of the guy who's known for being a little outlandish. He has, like, put diamonds on a Furby and put that on a chain. And so he has, basically, this guy's a gambling addict. He's like a a junkie for gambling. His marriage is falling apart. He has this young girlfriend um, who we're not quite sure if he loves or if he's just banging or whatever. Um, So he owes money all over town, and he's trying to put this big play together so that he can um, basically pay his debts. And all of this movie follows this. He he has basically put together this play to get this gem from this this set of mines that's like super rare, super... It took him all this time to put together and pay these people, uh, you know, a fee to to find the stone, to send it to him. And now he's going to try to sell it at an auction for this big... Uh, profit so that he can finally pay off all his debts and his life almost depends on it you know because the people that he owes money to are serious you know thugs and like gangsters so this has all this tension they're kind of signature tension of the sad feet brothers who also did a movie called good time with robert pattinson which is amazing definitely check that one out um man sandler is incredible and it made me feel so anxious, but so like alive and so thrilled, and um, man, it just it had me at the edge of my seat. Julia Fox plays his young girlfriend, super strong performance. Eric, this guy I've seen for sure. Bogosian, he's been in. This guy somehow looks familiar, but I don't recognize any of the other movies he's in. Like Keith Stanfield shows up in this one and basically plays opposite Sandler. He's like a guy who helps him sell these uh, chains and jewels and he gets a little bit of a uh, you know cut because he'll bring in like a ball player like <laughs> um, who else is in this Kevin Garnett so he'll bring in a ball player like Kevin Garnett to come in and look at the jewels and maybe buy a necklace or buy a chain or buy a uh, set of earrings whatever and Sandler basically shows Kevin Garnett the gym. Kevin Garnett becomes fascinated by it. He believes it has some power. And so the whole time, we're not sure who's going to get the gym. Kevin Garnett actually borrows it. So we're not sure if it's coming back, if he's going to make it to the auction, if he's going to be able to pay back the bookies. And so there's all this tension and all this kind of... this The thriller really builds over the course of the movie because you're just so... um, you know, you're just sweating every decision that Sandler makes because he just keeps fucking up and it keeps getting worse and escalated and more violent. Um, man, this was a strong movie. Uh, I think I would give this one even four and a half, maybe. So this is a rare treat for me. This is definitely in my top five for the year or top top five or top six. Uh, Sadfi Brothers, I feel like they are arriving right now um, with these movies and the profile that that they're enjoying and it I think it's a shame that Sandler didn't get nominated for this movie that's just an obvious oversight not not an oversight it's a robbery you know it's like he deserved this nomination I think there's this uh, maybe reluctance for the critical community to, to accept that this guy who normally does movies that are just so awful or have been so awful for maybe like 10 years is actually doing some of the best work of any actor that year but he did and they did as well the brothers who wrote and directed this movie so um get out there 
go to the movies. Uncut Gems, I'd give that four and a half stars. Just to review, um, Honey Boy, I would give that an easy four stars. I think I maybe may even go four and a half. So I think that one was four and a half. No, that's right. Little Women, um, this was an easy four. Greta Gerwig, awesome. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari, Matt Damon, Christian Bale. This is an easy four stars. This one is all adrenaline but has a ton of heart. See that one. Uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco. This one, tons of heart but just artistically very poignant and um, very effective in, in, in a number of different ways with the writing um, the direction, the performances. Jojo Rabbit, Taika Waititi, really liked this movie. Really funny, um, but also enlightening and, and just kind of sweet in a certain way. And Uncut Gems, Sadfi Brothers do some of their best work yet. Maybe their best work yet. And Sandler does his best stuff in, in forever. Um, y'all get out there, go to the movies, this movie night with just, just John, right? I guess. <laughs> <laughs>